Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in 508-996-0500 is the number. App chat via the WBSM app is the way to text in. And as promised, we'll go right back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Thank you for being patient. Hello. Hey, good morning, Tim. What's on your mind? Hey, I called uh, Barry's show yesterday, and you had just mentioned it. So I just want to uh, kind of, you know, let everybody know that, again, this isn't a gun issue. This isn't a transgender issue. This is a mental health issue, like mm-hmm. these shootings that are going on. So, like you said, the lack of services for mental health that not only in this community, but across the country. And this is a problem that we can see is getting bigger and bigger. So we need to start focusing on the mental health piece and, you know, the real issue at hand. Everybody likes to get caught up in the drama and the side stories and all that. But reality is these are people who are struggling, you know, and not to say that it's it's, a, it's okay, it's an excuse, but uh, it's something that we need to address. But um, on another topic um, that Kayla Churchill uh, woman um, how come whistleblowers have always been encouraged? So why are they always vilified in the end? Well, in, in this particular case, it's because she, first of all, you know, committed criminal trespass, but also uh, I guess she made comments to some of the students that um, unnerved the students and just the fact that she did it unnerved some of the students and not so much, not so much about the fact that, oh, it could have been anybody either. It's like, why would she go through go through this and uh, a lot of the people in the community were upset about the fact that you exposed that weakness but you also made a like you you got a lot of notoriety for that weakness and you could have led to a lot of problems before they had a chance to 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 close that gap now thankfully this security gap that was that led to this was really just people not checking ids for who they were supposed to let in so that's an easy fix but it had it been something else, you know, we there was a story going around um, not that long ago about a school that had a, a door that was, you know, not um, not locked during the day. And uh, a local, you know, social media person went out and walked into the building and exposed that for everybody to know. Now, the school, you hope, went out and locked that door afterwards. But what if they didn't? And what if you just put out on, on social media an easy way for somebody to go in there and do harm? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It got brought to the forefront, so that's why the door was locked. Yeah, but you, you know can bring I mean? it to the forefront by, by going in and then going to the superintendent and saying, hey, just so you know, I was able to walk into the school and not plastering it on social media that you were just able to walk into the school. But wasn't that the case, though? Didn't she, had, didn't she have concerns that weren't addressed? 
so she finally... No, from, 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 from my understanding of it, she had reached out to the superintendent. The superintendent had said that he would have her come to the schools and he would show her the security measures that they could. Obviously, they can't show you everything, um, but that he would show her what he could, and I guess she didn't want to wait for that, and she took it upon herself to go there. Yeah, I mean, see, I don't... Honestly, Tim, I, I think we're getting... Same thing with the other issue. We're getting caught up in the side things, and we're not focusing on the issue at hand. The issue was that she was able to freely walk into the school, you know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we talk a good game about, you know, we should do this and we should do that. Here's somebody that actually jeopardized her freedom, right? Like, she actually didn't talk about it she did it you know and it's the same thing like you know i think about this Ed, and this is going way crazy but like the edward edward snowden's and those people who are like literally jeopardized themselves for the bigger cause like you know i, I just and i don't know the woman and i don't know like the, the conversations that she had with other students but i see somebody who put herself in harm's way Basically, you know what I mean? Like in terms of uh, go, having to go to court and getting charges and all of that. She did what everybody talks about but doesn't have the kahunas to do. I, I'm sorry. You know I, I, mean? I, don't, I don't find breaking the law to be something that should be uh, idolized. I, I don't think it's breaking the law. I think it's a that breaking. The she broke, broke the law. She trespassed on school property. She gave well, a false name. What if, so would you have felt the same way if she walked in with a gun and said, I did this just to prove that I could? No, Tim, but what I would say is that if the school had done what they should be doing, she wouldn't have had the opportunity to break the law. I, I, don't, I, don't, think that, that, I don't think that the ends justifies the means. I, I disagree. That's my kid. Like I, like I said uh, the other day to, uh, on, uh, I believe it was Jessica's show, like, un uh, for, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, I have the responsibility of dropping off my daughter every day to school. And it's sad that every day that when I kiss her goodbye, I literally like that is in the back of my mind. And this isn't just because of this recent school shooting. This is since day one because of school shootings where I literally sit there and watch my daughter cross that threshold before I turn my back and I walk away. That's that's a sad reality to have to deal with on a daily basis. I mean, and so, I, don't, I don't mean to belittle school shootings and the tragedy of them at all, but every time your child is not at home and there's a thunderstorm, do you worry that she's going to get struck by lightning while she's out there? You're talking about, you know, apples and oranges. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. The likelihood of, of there being a school shooter at your child's school is probably around the same odds. I don't know the exact math, but, you know, it's it's not this overwhelming wolf at the door that everybody's making it out to seem. I, I, based on the mental health uh, issues that are going on in our and the and the back and forth between like you know fighting amongst people, I think it's more of a reality than we than we realize. And again, it's like you know we talk about uh, whistleblowers being important, but it's always the whistleblowers that end up being vilified and being the bad guys. Like, you know, think about that. Think about that. Every person who is a whistleblower and ha tries to bring issues to the forefront 
ends up being the bad guy. I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily always the case. I mean, the whistleblowers who took down the, you know, d- d- came out with all the information. I shouldn't say took down because people still smoke, but the people who came out with all the information about the tobacco industry. You know, I, I think you're, I think you're kind of um, picking and choosing certain cases here to to make the point. I think there's been a lot of whistleblowers who have done a lot of good over the years, uh, and and a lot of them have been able to do it without having to, you know, uh, make a spectacle of themselves and break the law to do so. I don't know, man. I, I kind of disagree. Like I say, I, I would I would hope that the people who agree with, um, I forget her name, Miss uh, Churchill, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that these people who talk a big game are going to be in the courtroom standing beside her and supporting her because, you know, at the end of the day, she did what everybody talks about but doesn't have the kahunas to do. And regardless, right, wrong, or indifferent, changes have been made to make that school safer because of her actions. And that's how I feel. We'll agree to disagree, but thank you for the call. Yep, you got it. Thank have you. a good day. And uh, see, by the way, that's just an example. That caller and I often have disagreements. We often have agreements, too. And we talk about it rationally and we talk about it logically. Uh, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. It's Courtney. Hey, Courtney. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. What's on, what's on your mind today? Um, I wanted to just mention, I want to um, talk about the um, students who spoke last night and give them kudos. And also the last caller talking about... Um, the event in November, the breach of the schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that um, first, last night, the students that spoke, I do want to give them kudos because I, you know, they're students, they're teenagers. There was a room, a huge auditorium with, you know, 50 or 60 people. And I think it took a lot of courage to stand up and to talk and to know that there were likely people in the room who disagreed with them. But they had their voices heard and I think that's an important perspective for us to take because it's always you know the adults um arguing and saying this and saying that but really we're doing it for the students right right my and, son and is a student I'm yeah, doing it for him their voices matter exactly so I'm um really happy that they did that and they had the courage to do that so kudos to them I am a little disappointed that um one of them did get cut off as you mentioned and I don't know if it was because you know, Kayla didn't show up, so she wasn't there to defend herself, or if maybe the moderator was just not comfortable with the um, the content, but um, I don't think that was fair, and I don't think it was right, and I think she should have been allowed to say her piece without interruption. Yeah, and, and I, I did speak with her afterwards. As, as I said, she felt, you know, she kind of understood and expected that it happened, but uh, she made the point that some people in the audience were making, too, that these 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 things that Lily was addressing were put out on her campaign page. Uh, exactly. And so they were out there in the public and it was, it's really the only representation that you have to respond to her candidacy. If she hasn't put anything else out there, if, if she had put her platform on her website, I think it would have been fair to, for the moderator to allow people to come up and, and point out things that were on her campaign website. So I don't know why this wasn't considered, you know, fair game to bring up. Right. I agree. And um, you know, the last caller, I think it was a gentleman that was sort of praising um, Kayla's actions back in November. So um, she did go to that school committee meeting. The superintendent did say, you know, come, I'll show you um, the security measures. But I don't know if people are familiar. Um, at Aponiquet, the superintendent's office is right there in the building, right? So if you really wanted to make a point, all you have to do is break in, walk to his office, and say, hey, here I am, and announce yourself. There's no reason to wander around the school 
to record kids, to get them on video. Um, you know, the rumor around town, again, this is the rumor, is that she was making comments like, you know, you're not safe, and if I was crazy, I could kill you. So uh, that's a rumor. I don't know, but she should have been there to address that. The students were there to ask her. Why wasn't she there to answer it? Right. And I, and I think that that's, that's just, uh, you know, for any candidate in any situation, I'm not, I'm not picking on her. I'm not picking on this particular topic. But if you are a candidate running for office and you want people to vote for you, you have a responsibility to them to answer their questions and not to make them do work for it. They shouldn't have to call you. They shouldn't have to text you. Most candidates go and no. knock on people's doors and talk to them directly. They go to you, the voter. You shouldn't have to reach out to them and, and make special arrangements to, just to find out what they stand for. And you know what? That's a question I want to know the answer to because my son is a student in those schools. I want to know if she was interacting with students like that. And other parents want to know too. I'm not the only one. Why can't you, if you're so, you know, proud of your actions and you think you did the right thing, well, you stand up and answer for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for the call. So, Thank you. And uh, and take care. 508-9... You as well. 508-996-0500. Uh, we have another call here on the line. Um, we can probably squeeze in one or two before the break. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, good. Both my kids went uh, through the Aponiquit school system from... Or the Freetown Lakeville school system from when they were in uh, kindergarten on through uh, high school. Um, I have no problem with what she did. I'll t and here I'll tell you why. is because... All it did was show a really glaring error um, in the fact that the school system was not managing its business. Um, and, you know, again, put it in perspective of TSA. We have uh, about 50,000 TSA uh, agents in the country, and yet when they have scheduled tests of, of things that are put in, uh, uh, you know, guns and weapons that are put in uh, packages to see if they catch them, they, they still, even with their own testing, uh, they're not able to uh, get all the guns, and so there's a lot that that get, that pass through in their their tests. I, I don't think that there was a really a, there's a, obviously what shows here, and maybe in a lot of schools around the area, it should be the wake up call for all the uh, administrators. It's like you know what what are our tests to make sure that someone is checking the system? Uh, you know, we're we putting somebody in. I don't necessarily agree with um, all of the methodology that she did, but the fact we're all talking about it. And if it prevents a school shooting in the area or nationwide, great. That's I don't care <laughs> if it prevents that school shooting because uh, uh, I, you know, but I, but, but, I how, but how do you know that it does? Oh come on, Tim! You, you and your your straw man arguments all the time. Uh, you, no. it's, if you're testing for something, I'm, I'm the one with the straw man argument. She's showing up at a school, assuming somebody's going to show up there and try to kill kids. That's okay, a straw man argument. Nothing, if she if she didn't do it, then then the same thing could be happening all the time until someone possibly could come in to harm students. See, straw, do straw man doesn't work when it only fits your argument. No, you change it all the time. You did it with that gentleman two minutes ago saying they're going to get hit by lightning. That, that's totally a straw man argument. It has nothing to no, do this with is, what this is what you is. say every time that there, I hear your calls all the time and you always bring up straw man when it's a point that differs with yours. No, when you change it, that's when I bring it up. So you like the fact that she went into this school and walked up to kids, according to Courtney's call, and recorded them without like their parents' the permission? She called out what the, the, her action called out a deficiency in the fact they were not, um, you know, properly testing people coming through. They have all of this protocol, but they weren't actually doing it. Uh, and and uh, the fact that she had asked about going through it, 
um, whatever. Uh, but the end of the day is is that she was a parent that wanted to go through the process because she was concerned. And uh, I think that uh, this uh, juice squeeze uh, that is coming out of this, you know, the end of the day is we know what happened, which is the, the system didn't work, and she pointed it out. People want to uh, go after her, you have at it, but the fact is she, you know, may have saved somebody or may have put us back on the right track. That's let, all I'm trying to point out. Let, let, let's uh, let's uh, end this call on something we can both agree on, having had students that went through, children that went through that school system, let's agree on the fact that it is a great school system. And, and really, oh, yeah. we don't want to lose sight of that. Uh, you know, that there was this, there was this security issue that, that had to get fixed, but it is a great school system overall that, that does take very good care of its, of its students. Yeah, we chose to move in this area because of that school system. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You have a good day. Right. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. I have a whole bunch of app chat messages that I will get to, but I do have to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. So. Welcome back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in or you can send us an app chat message on the WBSM app. And as I mentioned, I have a, a bunch of app chat messages that have come in. So I want to try to uh, I try to read some of those, but it's just got to bear with me a little bit because some of them I might have to load up because they've made multiple comments in there. Uh, so let's go back to uh, again. Give me a second here. It'd be easier if I could, you know. Preload these are in the commercial, but I don't think about that. I don't think about this. Uh, this comes from Independent Thought in New Bedford, uh, who says, "Hi Tim, and this is this is a passing thought. If we're going to give classroom teachers a gun, we should also give them a T-shirt with a bullseye on it because they'll be the first one the gunman shoots when they come in." Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, that's um, one way to look at it. I, I I understand people's mindset of why they want to do that, and on the surface, doesn't it seem like a good idea? But a couple of things involved with that. First of all, do teachers want that responsibility? Uh, overwhelmingly, the ones that I've spoken to have said no, that they don't want their, that responsibility. Uh, two, now you're placing firearms in a building that didn't have firearms in it to begin with. That's creating an unnecessary danger. Uh, and three... That's going to create the possibility more guns in the room, more shots being fired means the likelihood that more people are killed besides just the gunman. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fall, B flat and Fall River. Fall River Schools has told staff to use their own money to buy paper, paper for the rest of the school year as the budget is too thin. These callers are going to ask municipalities for the tax increase required for snipers, for better doors, for extra floors, for armed police. These schools are doing their best. We get what we get. And yes, this is my 32nd year as a teacher administrator. Uh, Alan Somerset responds, Tim, yes, police on the roof will not help because I could hide the gun, walk toward the school and maybe tell them on the roof that I'm a parent, then walk near the doors, blow the glass out and then get in. So no control on the roof. I would rather have an officer inside near the door with a gun. And uh, listen, I think having a armed security guard can be different than having a school resource officer. You know, school resource officers will have a, a variety of different jobs that they have to do in the school. So therefore, they might not be there at the door when at the moment somebody comes in. 
if you want to talk about having armed security guards, I could have that conversation. I could have that conversation in, in a you know, of course, I understand that children might get frightened by having somebody with a gun. But you also, you learn that the security guard is the person that is there for your protection. I don't think kids walk into a bank with their parents and if there's an armed security guard at that bank, get freaked out, right? Like they learn that that person is there for the protection. So that's something that certainly could be a discussion. I think that that would be, and again, the key here is to have one entry point. Now I'm thinking when I was in high school, we went out every single different door in the building. You checked in. If you were going to check in, you walked in by the front door over by the office. But as students, we walked out different doors. If you're going to go out to the parking lot, student parking lot to get into your car, you went out the back door. If you were going into the building as a student from the student parking lot, you went in the back door. Now, again, this is pre-Columbine. The doors weren't locked. So there are lots of little things that can be discussed well ahead of training snipers to, to be on the roof of the school. And as, as the previous caller said, they walk up with a backpack. There's a lot of people that walk up to a school building with a backpack. And again, it's not about shooting your way into the building and showing that you have a gun as you go in there. 508-996-0500. I'll take, a, take this call here while we're loading up some more app chat messages. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Uh, yes, good morning. Um, I think we all agree that uh, we should have some kind of security in all the schools nationwide in this crazy world we're living in right now. But I, I believe that the government should pay for this, uh, all the security because the government is giving money to another country to protect their security. So when, just, to, just to clarify, when you say the government, you mean the federal government? Of course. Okay. Not, not the municipal government. Okay. So, and, and what, what security measures would you like to see them put in place with that money? Well, I, I haven't been listening to your program uh, this morning, I just put it on. No, no, so I'm, just, I like, I'm just asking. I like, your, I like your idea. What do you think? What kind of security would you like in this, in this well, school? Well, I, I think immediately the number one thing any school should do if they don't do it already is they should have outdoor, you know, any door that goes to the outside locked. Uh, windows should be locked. I guess, you know, it all depends. Cause it's easy to say in a, in, a, in, in, in a town where you have brand new school buildings, you know, and, and also they should, you know, they should, they should uh, lock the windows because, you know, those schools probably have air conditioning. Not all schools have that. So unfortunately they have to have windows open at, at some times of the year. Maybe let's put some money into at least putting in an HVAC system if you can't build a new school. But, you know, keeping the, limiting the access that people can have from the outside to get in would be step one. Uh, ensuring that your staff is trained, that you have that single point of entry and you make sure that your staff is obeying all the rules which by the way that's the breakdown that happened in in freetown lakeville it was that the person who was supposed to check that information didn't check that information that's easily fixable that doesn't require all kinds of extra security measures that requires just you know a point of emphasis with the staff to say hey make sure you do this and that you do this correctly and this show them that they have to do that so i think those factors alone can limit a lot of problems um, i also think that there's going to be situations where if somebody is approaching a school with a gun and wants to get in they're going to find a way no matter what steps you've taken so you know outside of building a steel wall around the school 
you're not going to be able to keep people from penetrating um, if that's what they're intent on doing. Okay. And um, like I said, um, that's going to be a cost no matter, you know, what you do. So I think the federal government should get involved with it. And I, and I think you will see, you know, in the future, I think there will be some, some more budgeted dollars um, for school for municipalities that want to undertake additional security measure, measures i think uh i think I, I don't think it's hard to make that sell to the american people to say we want to give these grants say to school departments that want to increase security i think that that's something that would be you know within reason if you say you know we want to build a moat and uh and and uh and you know, build a wall around it. I think people might be against that. But if you say we yeah. want to upgrade our, our doors and our windows to ensure that they're locked, I think people would be behind spending tax dollars on well, that. Well, we're getting there slowly, but it's got to be it's got to be faster than what we're doing. All right. No matter what we do. Well, thank you for the call and thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Going to jump back to some app chat messages. Uh, Gene and Marion says, I'll chime in here as lots of folks are commenting here with no actual experiences in our public schools. As a recent re recently retired 30-plus year public school elementary teacher in a large urban city public school with high crime in our state, it is time for schools to have an armed police officer at each school. Teachers who are licensed to carry a gun or want to obtain should be encouraged to carry their concealed gun too. Uh, by the way, classrooms on a first floor especially are more sitting ducks than the next floor up, especially if windows could be entered by breaking and not just coming in. In addition, our country needs to act now on weapons and our mental services. In the meantime, please protect your schools and the people in them better. We can do more. Sorry if you think kids will be scared, etc., but better than dead, and actually they'll quickly adapt. It's the crazy parents, over-drama, live in a butterfly fairy world who would make the mess of most things happening. So um, that's, that's coming from somebody who has 30-plus uh, years' experience teaching in an urban setting. Uh, let me read this one here, too. Answered seven and a question. How do people not think this lady... Hold on, let me put a caller on hold. There we go. Uh, how do people not think this lady didn't do anything wrong? She trespassed into a school and gave a false name. She, could, she should not be elected to any school committee. If anyone wants to try this, maybe they should get a hold of the police department and tell them they would like to try an experience at a school and if they could go with them. Let me go trespass onto the electric grid and do something and say I was just seeing if anyone would notice and then give a false name. Uh, and let me get into uh, T-Biz's comments here. T-Biz in New Bedford. I just got to click on this because I know there's multiple messages here. Uh, we don't want to pay teachers, but we're going to afford to pay 100000 plus a year per sniper, let alone additional security. The same teachers, they're convinced, are trying to teach our kids to be gay, trans, hate, uh, to hate white people and everything else. They also want to trust with a gun around their children. We don't have enough money to build the new New Bedford High School, but we're going to rebuild every school in the country. So if we have gotten the treatment for breaking into the school that she wants there to be, armed forces, if she was shot and killed for trespassing into the school, would we be calling her a hero or an idiot? So uh, if you want to send in an app chat message, you can do that easily on the WBSM app. Just hit the button, and it's like texting us directly. We can either read it here, as I've been doing, or we can respond to you uh, with a text message back to you. Let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? Um, you know, good. How are you? Um, you know, there, there's been little kids, six and seven years old, bringing guns to school because they see their parents. I mean, what was it last week? A little boy came to school with a gun in his backpack. Six years old. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that starts with you know the the, the parents who are at home the who have yeah. guns. 
you know, they need to do a better job of, um, right. uh, you know, better job of securing those weapons. And, and those, that education is given to, at least here in Massachusetts, for example, you know, every, every gun owner has to go through a course, even if you've had, had guns before, if you mm -hmm. are trying to get the, the conceal, the permit to carry concealed, you have to go through the course and it's just designed to teach you basic safety things that would probably be common sense for most people. But unfortunately, right. folks don't follow those, those yeah. procedures. <laughs> they don't have common sense. Yeah. Now, for that woman that, um, I know you don't talk about the, the people there, but I, I would tell her next time to ask you to get a tank to put on the front, uh, on the front of everybody's school. The one, the one, the sniper. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 think, I know you don't talk about them, but I can talk about her. She's, I've heard it too many times. No, we can talk about the idea. Absolutely, no. The, and and oh, I, no, I don't want to put a tag there. She probably would. <laughs> right, right. You're, you, no, you're just commenting on the idea and, and, and taking it to another level. That's not a that's not a personal attack. Right. No, but she. Um, I've heard it too many times. I think she's an elevator woman at Melville Towers. She she but, um, she is my favorite caller because uh, we. <laughs> Because yeah, we fight and get it all out. Because she calls me a communist, and uh, and we go back and forth. Listen, I love I love all the callers. Um, I know you. There's do. a few of the app chatters I don't like. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, but I think with the uh, the shatterproof windows too, they got it because she this one here that uh, shot through the windows that she thought she shot through a window, right? Yeah, and if they're on the first floor, like middle school up here, so it's right down to the ground. The windows, I mean. Anybody could just shoot right through those, you know, not give anybody ideas. But, I mean, that's the school I went to when I was younger. But that's, um, you know, they should get the shatterproof, what, are they, what and, do they call them? The, um, bulletproof? Bulletproof. God, I couldn't and, and think I, of that. And I yeah. think, I think it, you know, schools that are designed in, in the modern era probably take a lot of these things into account. They're not going to tell us everything that they do to protect right. the, the, the buildings, but I'm, I'm sure that they take a lot of this into account. It's it's the pre-Columbine schools that were mm. built, you know, which a lot of the schools around here, um, you know, in the city, they're building new schools and, and, and some of the towns are building new schools, but a lot of the schools that we have around here were built in the 90s when they started replacing yeah. the, the schools from the 40s and the 50s. And so mm. you are seeing buildings that are just before they would have had to take some of these measures into place. And you look at them and you say, wow, giant windows like that, all these entry doors, like what were they thinking? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you have to have a lot of doors that people can get out if there's oh, a fire. Yeah. So, and like but, you said, when you used to go in and out of the schools, I used to go in and out of the schools. Um, I was a bad girl in, in uh, high school and go outside with everybody else and have a cigarette way in the back and then just walk right back in. Yeah. Now they smoke pot. You know, they were smoking pot too then. But I, I, mean, I never had a school ID until my senior year of high school. I never had an ID that nope you know now imagine that i mean i think every school probably has every student have a student id i think yeah, so um yeah, yeah but yeah it was definitely a different time and and uh and this was this, oh, yeah. this this was the time of year that i loved as a as a senior being able to cut class because i had senior privileges and walk yeah. out into the parking lot and say all right um, i'll see you later yeah and me too i was in a distributive education program because i couldn't stand school so i um Get out at about eleven thirty and went to work. Yeah, what a great program! And then program I go back the next day. Hmm? That what a great program that is too. It was a great program. Then they get rid of it, and um, I used to get picked out. I used to call the, the ride. I used to get, <laughs> and I'd say, "I already checked into home room. Could you come get me now?" <laughs> <laughs> and then my father, of course, was the manager of the store, and he'd come down to the restaurant, and I'd say, "Your father's coming." I had to walk into the walk-in cooler and wait for him to leave. I think he knew I was there. <laughs> I just this time. I want to point out the statute of limitations has run out on all the punishment you could receive for that. So <laughs> I know. All right. Thank you for all the right, call. Take care. Have a good bye day. Bye.
Uh, let's. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to hang up any there. Let's uh, take another call here before we have to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Uh, good morning. I like to change it up a little bit. I like to talk about the mayor's plan about housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at it briefly, and the only thing I've got a concern about, they talk about um, changing the requirements for uh, off-street parking. Um, that's the only thing I, I, I'd like the mayor, or if you can bring up to the council president tomorrow. I mean, we don't need any more cars dumped on the streets, because as you know, come fall, it, it really becomes a big issue with all the cars on the street. So I well, believe we need housing, but don't be dumping more cars well, the, uh, streets, the streets can't handle it. I, I think that was the, the mayor's point in that is that they would make it so that, you know, they could build in areas and, and, and develop housing in areas where there might not be as much off-street parking. So, for example, the, they were t- he was talking about the, 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 the space on Union Street that hasn't been developed. And he talked about parking being an issue over there and that if they could change some of these, these zoning laws, then that would mean that they could build housing there even though there wouldn't be available parking spaces for them. So I think he was talking about lessening the requirements for parking to be able to have housing. Okay, well, like I said, my concern is having more cars on the street because we're really getting choked now as it is. What, what I would suggest and is uh, t- tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'll have Josh Amaral on. He's the director of uh, housing and community development for the city, and this is a question we can certainly pose to him as we talk oh, about this know, plan. I appreciate it. I won't be around tomorrow, but if you can ask that question, sure. I'd appreciate it. And you can, right, ca- you can you. catch it in the podcast later. Definitely will. All right. Thank you for the call. I do have to uh, take a break. I have to make sure we pay the bills, and we'll be back in a few moments. In 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. If you miss the news at the beginning of the program, I uh, still got to put out the podcast. I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to make it over to that window yet because I've been uh, getting a lot of app chat messages and a lot of phone calls, but I will get that out there. Uh, first of all, you can hear Detective Kyle Costa, the public information officer for Dartmouth Police, as we had a conversation about utilizing social media to help uh, get information out and help to capture uh, criminals, uh, I guess alleged criminals, but to capture those who are wanted and to talk about you know why why certain comments are allowed to stay if they are disparaging toward those uh, alleged criminals. So pretty cool to have a, a police department that is as transparent as they are with stuff and to have have them share all of that information and to have that personality that they have. But also the, the you know, that looseness to the conversation there kind of can lead people to go a little bit too far. So interesting that, you know, Whereas we could we could actually police, no pun intended, those comments on our Facebook page because we have a terms of service and all that stuff, and you know, uh, and and you know, we're a publicly traded company that our shareholders support that idea of, you know, so like we we can say we're going to delete your comments if we think that they go too far, if they are attacking another commenter, for example, you know, things like that, 
at, but with the police department because they are a you know municipal entity paid for by the town's taxpayers and the police officer who is putting out those posts is doing it on the clock paid for by the taxpayers he can't limit the taxpayers free speech so it's uh, it's a very um very interesting way to have to look at it and i will say too uh, Detective Costa does a fantastic job of frequently keeping that posted, uh, you know, anything, uh, keeping that updated, anything that is news, anything that's happening, they put it out there. Anything that's going on that they see, that he sees on social media that he thinks the followers of that page should know, he shares it. He shares a lot of our stories. He shares a lot of stories from the other local media outlets. He shares a lot of stories about police-related things across the country. Um, so it really does get a lot of information out there to people. Uh, the... Um, the, the fact that he does so much of it, too, in his off time because, uh, he you know, he didn't want to talk about this, but he's he's a detective. He's got a heavy caseload. He's got a lot of things that he's doing in the day besides just monitoring the Facebook page. So uh, the fact that he spends so much of his free time making sure that people get that information, I think, is a, a big credit to him and, uh, and to everybody that helps chip in with that. Also, the other big news that came out of the first hour, well, I, I briefly mentioned it at the start of the show, but next Thursday, in the 10 o'clock hour, we will be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. She's still going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, she'll be joined by Councilor-at-Large Shane Burgo, and we'll talk about a number of things, including the comprehensive housing plan and some other things. Uh, but uh, she will join us next Thursday for an hour here in studio to take your phone calls. You've been asking for her to come in and you've been asking for her to take calls. So she's going to come in. She's going to take your phone calls for an hour and hopefully we can make this kind of a semi-regular thing. You know, maybe like once a month or once every couple of months, we can have her come in and answer questions directly from you, the listeners. But she will be here next Thursday to talk to you. I always I always kind of say like, let's just, let's let's get through the first one. See how it works out. See how much fun she has talking to all of you. And then we, we bring her back in um, in the future. But I think that uh, you will really enjoy having the chance to talk to her directly and, and to get, her, get to know her uh, a little bit more as a person in addition to your council president. So that'll be next Thursday morning in the 10 o'clock hour. I hope that you will come prepared with lots of questions for her. Well, you know, we'll probably limit it to one question per caller, but uh, be ready to call in with those questions. All right, I'm going to take my final break of the hour, 508-996-0500. <laughs> In uh, just in a few moments here, we're going to go into the newsroom. We're going to get all of the national and international headlines from ABC News. And then uh, Kate Robinson will have all of your South Coast news stories in the WBSM newsroom, including the unfortunately sad news that a, a second victim was discovered in that fatal fire on Cushion Avenue. Now, the the um, the question has been, you know, people have been asking. Uh, I've seen the comments on social media. You know, why haven't they identified who this second victim was because they knew that a person was missing. So they must know that this person that was discovered is that person. And it's, it's unfortunately, it's not that easy. Um, they, they've had to, you know, they've had to send the person's remains off to the state medical examiner for them to try to make a determination as to who it is, because obviously they were the, 
the victim of a fire, so they're they're probably not easily identifiable. But as soon as we have that information, we will share it with you. Um, and uh, if you read the story at WBSM.com and on the app, the mayor made the comment yesterday about how there's been a number of fires in that area, in that direct area, including fatal fires. And as I was uh, writing the story yesterday about the, the second victim being found, I compiled uh, a little bit of a uh, list, for lack of a better term, of, of those fires that have happened in that kind of immediate one or two block radius. And uh, it's definitely very concerning. So you can check that out at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, but as the mayor said, you know, they've increased the inspectional services and they've, they've hoped that there would be less fires and there have been less fires. But the for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.